Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, and as always, bringing you the best in Scottish and American accents since 1994. All right, I got an absolute zinger of a show for you this week, and it's an item that I feel really merits being taken apart for you. And I've talked about this, by the way, in Unfuck Yourself. So it's not just, and I've talked about it in other books too, in a slightly different context. But in our lives, have you ever had that experience where you're kind of weighed down? Like there's a lot facing you. Have you ever had that experience of confusion, overwhelm, it's too much? You know what I'm talking about. You've, you've either had that at some point in your life. You might be in the middle of that right now. And if you've never had it and you're not in the middle of it, trust me, it's fucking coming. Now, why is it we get so overwhelmed? Why is it we get so burdened? Why do we, at various times in our lives, find ourselves weighed down by life itself? Well, the answer to it is very simple. We confuse, we conflate, and we compound our own problems. So we confuse, we conflate, and we compound. But I think the most important C of all is that we collapse. You see, when you look at your life, if you're in that space of overwhelm, It's not this thing or that thing specifically. It's all of that shit. It's all the things you're facing that's the problem. And that's when we end up getting really stuck in life because you just can't see a way through the mountain. You can't see how to pick your way through all of that mess. And so it's little surprise then that the various issues and items that are in our lives can just seem completely insurmountable. But if you actually look to each of them individually in the cold light of day, you might find that they're not as overwhelming as you'd be making it in the confines of your own head. Because ultimately, nationals, nationeers, unfuckers, that is where you live your life. 
You do live your life in your head. And some of you just said to yourself, no, I don't. Well, you just proved my point. So when you're constantly looking internally, when you're constantly looking in your head for answers to problems that you've collapsed and conflated and confused, it's little surprise you'd get stuck. So I'm going to give you a little solution here. I'm going to give you a way to look at your life, a way to engage with your life that would allow you to pick your way through the morass of bullshit that's currently facing you. See, there are some problems in my life that I'm not trying to get rid of, that I've fully come to terms with that they're part of the territory. So, for instance, when it comes to writing books, right, there are certain problems that come with writing books, like mental blocks, and there's this kind of diminishing of the creative juices for one reason or another. That's not a problem I want to get rid of, though. I realize that that's a problem that's consistent with a game that I'm playing. And many of the problems in your life are consistent with the game you're playing. Like if you're having to work 40, 50 hours a week, if you're having to get up at 4 a.m. every day, those are the problems that are consistent with the game you're playing. Why you're resisting those problems, I have no fucking idea. Why you're making those problems a problem is actually your biggest problem. Because in your life, I don't give a fuck what you do. You could go live on the beaches of Thailand. After a while, you'll have to deal with the problems of living there. You could become a professional cello player. Basically just playing the Jaws theme tune for the rest of your life. But anyway, you could become a professional cello player. You would have the problems that a professional cello player has in their life. So the first thing you got to realize, if you find yourself in that place of being stuck or overwhelmed, you have to first take away the problems that are supposed to be there. And I'm including, yeah, I mean, if you're married to someone and you argue with that person, I'm a great believer in arguing, actually. I think it's a great decompression element to a relationship. But if you're arguing all the time, then obviously that's crap. You don't want to do that. But arguing is part of being in a relationship from time to time. So you got to really look at like, are, are the problems that I'm railing against, are the problems that I'm burdened by and overwhelmed by, are they really just the conditions of the life that I've chosen to live? Are they really problems that require solving? Or are they really just a product of the life that I've created? So that's the first place you start. The next place you look is you say, well, Let's say I've got something in my life and it's just not working for me and it's not a problem that I want to have in my life. And by the way, I should let you know this. Every solution to a problem that you have in your life will become a problem later. 
right? So for many of you, you got into a relationship, you solved the problem of your being alone. And now the relationship's a problem. Some of you, it was a job or a business or a geographical move. You'll see most of the things that are rattling around in your life, problems that you say you want to resolve are really a product of old problems. Which, you know, if you don't know that, then fine. But I think that's a pretty simple thing for most of us to see. My real issue in my life, this was about, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something. One of the things that really blew me away, one was that I'm not getting rid of my problems. That They're part of being alive. It's silly to think that I could ever wake up and be problem-free. And it is fucking silly. Just think about it yourself. Think about it logically. Think about how it seems like you just clear the decks of one group of things and then there's another fucking group of things. They're a big part of being alive. It's silly to expect otherwise. And that sometimes we're relating to certain problems that are really just part of the territory. See, if I just relate to something like it's part of the territory, it has no grip on me. But if I relate to something like this is a fucking problem, my automatic wiring to try and solve that thing just kicks in. Oh, I fix that. Solve it, right? Like most people think more money or retiring or something is the answer to the problem of being overworked. Maybe, but even that will provide you with a whole other set of circumstances that maybe you hadn't bargained for. And one of the things that I started to, and I wrote about this a little bit and stopped doing that shit. Like, I started to look at problems as a way to see how I was living my life. Like, if I looked at specific things, I'm like, oh, and this was when I wanted to be a writer, right? I hadn't actually started writing anything. I thought, well, if I'm going to be a writer, I better start filling my life with the kind of problems that a writer would have because currently I don't have those problems. See, that's where I bridged the gap. I actually managed to get, like, I need to embrace the problems that a writer would have because then I'm living the life of a writer and now I can authentically call myself one. And by the way, the first item that I had to consider was how do I spend all this time writing books while not getting paid for it? That was the first problem of being a writer. And I went about solving that fucking problem. So I started to look at some of the problems in my life like they were part of the condition. It was part of the deal of what I was up to. So then they were no longer problems for me. They were more like just, oh, this is, this is part of the condition of the game that I'm playing in life. Which left me with all this other shit that were problematic in my life. And again, they were sitting there in a big fucking lump. So I started to pull them apart. Like one was the problem of my finances. Again, this is probably about 15 years ago. And I started to take on like, well, what if I just fucking solved that? Like, really, just started to relate to that like it's a problem I'm no longer willing to live with. Like, this is a problem that I need to just finally put in its place. And I know there's a lot of shit out there about 
emotional purchases and living on a budget and that, 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 that. And that's all good, right? That's all good shit. But I don't know about you, but none of that stuff made any difference to me when it came time to transform my relationship to money. And that's really what I had to do. It was if I set aside all the fucking psychology and I set aside all the money advice that's out there, which made no difference to me, right? It was the equivalent of telling a bicycle that it needs to go at 300 miles an hour. The bicycle's not equipped for that. And I wasn't equipped for all those money strategies because the strategies are all great. The problem is it was still fucking me doing it. And that's the problem you have in your life with whatever you're wrestling with. You know, if you're wrestling with your weight, I've heard this many times, actually. People say, well, I've tried a lot of diets and I usually ask them a question, which ones worked? And they said, none of them. And then I would say, well, what if it's all of them? What if they all fucking work? And the problem is the person who's doing them. Like you're asking a bicycle to go at 300 miles an hour. Until you finally resolve whatever that is for you, you're not equipped. So I really got money down to a very simple equation. And it sounds so stupid now when I say it. It sounds like ludicrous, right? But I had to get it. Like I had to expose myself to this in a way where it just landed right on my chest. It was kind of like a mantra that I lived by, but I just came to terms with that I can no longer spend more money than I have. Now, you could put that as a bumper sticker on the back of somebody's car. It's a frivolous little statement. I had to actually dwell on it and think about it and look at how I would live my life that way and look at what I would have to stop doing to align my life with that way, what I'd have to start doing to align my life with that. And believe it or not, rapidly, like within a year, I had completely squared away my relationship to finances such that that problem was no longer a part of my life. I wasn't fucking rich or something. It's that I actually lived my life in a way that was more consistent with what was happening in it. Rather than, you know, every time I would go fucking spend money back then, it was in service of a life that I wanted for sure. But the reality was I could never support that life. So anyway, my relationship to money and the flow of money and how it works with a human being altered over that period of time. So I solved that problem, right? And that's kind of how you do it. You actually take items on for themselves. Instead of like, oh, my money issues and where I live and this shit with that person, this shit with that person and da, da, da. And oh, I don't feel good about myself. That's all collapsed, conflated, confused. It's all sitting on top of each other. And that's why that nugget seems such a hard thing to break up. But ultimately, that's what you are doing. You're breaking it. You're breaking that thing up. So again, you start with what are some of the things that I'm calling problems in my life that are really just part of the condition that I'm currently living in? You might change that condition, but if you just look right now, right, like some of the constraints that you experience in life, a bunch of them are really just a product of the life you're living. Nothing else. I don't like my boss. Well, that's part of having a job. You have a boss. 
Whether you like him or not, it makes no fucking difference. Still have a job. Well, that boss is ruining it for me. Well, yeah, if you say so. Again, part of the condition. I'll give you another good example. Part of the condition of driving a car is that you might get into an accident. Part of the condition of driving a car are traffic jams. Part of the condition of driving a car is speeding tickets. Part of the condition, you get in the fucking picture here, right? I mean, I don't have to keep going, do I? You get this. So part of the condition of you living the life you've got is you're presented with certain outcomes that you might not like, but they are part of the condition. You know, one of the ones that I let go of a long time ago when it was in my relationship with my mom, part of the condition of being somebody's son is that I've got somebody in my life who's going to fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and, and that was like a relief for me. Like, oh, fuck, I thought that was just my problem. <laughs> like, there's fucking millions and millions and millions of us all over the world realizing like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's just part of the deal with having a mom or a dad or an older brother or sister or whatever. You might have that person in your life who tells you what to do. There also might be a time in your life, by the way, when that stops and you'll want it back, which happens to many of us, by the way. We want it back. So to free yourself from this burden requires you to think, requires you to put certain things in perspective requires you to deal with yourself. And ultimately, though, the items in your life that are unwanted, handle them one by one in a singular fashion in a powerful way. And you don't get to sit there and say, I can't, it's too much, I la la la. Break it down. Bite-sized chunks. Handle your life. All right, we're going to go on a little break. And of course, look, if you want to be part of a future show, Drop me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can find us at unfucknation.com. You can go there and fill in your name and your question or your comment for the show. Or you can call us on the hotline, 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. See you in a minute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the show. I just, I've got a question for you this week, and I want to give you guys a heads up, okay? 
this is a question that some of you might get hooked or triggered by, right? It's a very tough subject to deal with. And it's, it's a subject about sexual abuse, okay? And statistically, we're talking about one in three women have experienced some kind of inappropriate sexual contact before they're adults, okay? I'm going to say inappropriate. I'm also including illegal and that, 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 right? I mean, that word includes all of that, right? I'm not trying to soft touch it or anything. I just want you to get like, it's very, very common ultimately is what I'm saying here. For men, again, estimates would say one in four. My view of that is probably more, okay? But one in four men. This is something I dealt with myself as an adult and completely transformed my relationship to it too, by the way. It wasn't something that went on for a long period of my life, but it went on long enough that I was left with a fucking blemish of the thoughts and the guilt and the shame and that, 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 long into my adult life. And I've got so much freedom to speak about it to you and maybe give you a good idea as to how much I've transformed it, right? It no longer lives for me in the way that it had lived for me because I had to really come to terms with it, right? Like what ultimately what I had to come to terms with wasn't what happened, but how I was continuing to engage with it as an adult man. Mentally, I was engaging with it in a way that just wasn't working for me anymore, and I had to change. So I wanted to tell you that in case you get hooked, okay? Because you might get hooked. But it's in case you get hooked and you sit there and go, well, you fucking don't know what you're fucking talking about because I've got a fucking da 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 and our fucking mind is different from yours because I fucking la 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 la, right? I'm saying don't fucking go there. Don't use your pain to fucking beat me with it. You're already beating you with it. And that was one of the things, by the way, that I had to confront for myself was the amount of times I used it to club other people into fucking silence. Right? And it wasn't pretty to confront that. I had to set aside, like, my justifications for doing it. And I'd lived so long fucking quietly justifying my shit that that it was hard to look at myself in that way, in a new way, where it was like, all right, so this is what's going on with me mentally and emotionally. How the fuck am I going to handle this? All right. So anyway, that's kind of like to give you a little bit of insight to where I'm coming from. So anyway, this is a voicemail that I got from Chris from Illinois. And I'm just going to read it out, right? Because it's a voicemail song. He said, basically, I've had a bad background where I was abused and sexually abused as a child and then in foster homes, then mentally abused. Nevertheless, I've always had this self-defeating, self-hating type feeling about myself, like deep down to the core. I feel like this is who I am. I'm 50 now. I'm going to school as a travel nurse. I'm working on my doctorate in nursing education. How do I get rid of those feelings or step over those feelings? Times that I think I'm doing well, and then it's almost like a cancer that kind of eats you away. 
times when I feel like life is going fine, but then it creeps back up again and I have feelings of sensitivity. And I'm sensitive to this experience of myself. I just want to develop up to a point where I become happy with myself and ultimately break that cycle. All right, Chris, I'm going to give it to you, okay? And I'm going to give it to you in a way that I got it. So I realized, and I want you to kind of picture yourself where I'm at. And then if you're a listener, listening, obviously you're a fucking listener listening to this, but if you have this kind of situation in your life or this experience in your life or those things in your past, deep in your past, that you've tried to get over, but they come up and it might be some kind of abuse or something like that. I want you to get, first of all, that given where you've got this located for yourself, that is where you have this positioned for yourself, you would obviously experience the experiences you do. So the first key is, well, I've got it in a place for myself, both mentally and emotionally, in a place for myself where this is very painful for me and it comes up and it's very painful. And I want you to know, by the way, you have all of my fucking heart and all of my compassion for you. All right. I mean, if I could give you a big old fucking fashion Scottish cuddle right now, I would do it. So you'll just have to take it over the podcast. You have my heart and you have my compassion. I know this is a tough thing to deal with, but I'm going to say something else. I want you to be straight with yourself. I want you to ask yourself, what are the ways you use this experience to justify yourself? To justify some of the ways that you check out, some of the ways you get to explain yourself. So that's one thing, okay? And again, this isn't about blame. This is what you finally come into terms with the notion that you actually might have a say in this. Because right now you don't, you have no say in it. All we're doing here is giving you a say in it. So that's the first thing I want you to confront. That was a tough thing for me to look at because my first reaction to that was, no, I'm not using this to fucking justify myself. I mean, you know, this is fucking hard for me. You know, it's hard for me. But then I noticed like in certain situations in my life, it was like, well, maybe if that hadn't happened, that wouldn't be this way. But the reality that I had to face, Chris, was, and I am this way. And if I am this way, am I just going to keep having this run the show or something else? So that's the first thing, right? And Chris, I want you to put this picture in your mind of the ways that you use, and I really mean it, like you use it like it's something you turn to that seems to reasonably explain why you are the way you are or even justify why you are the way you are. Okay, at various points in your life, maybe not all the time, but at various points in your life. Secondly, that this happened, right? That this item happened in your life. I want you to look back and I want you to really, really think. I want you to think about what did you make this mean about you? That's not an easy little inquiry to have for yourself. But I want you to really look like that you went to a foster home, that you were mentally abused or sexually abused, whatever you want to call that. 
and you pick the words that work best for you. Personally speaking, I took out the word abuse because it was such a blanket statement. I actually got it down to specifics like this person touched me inappropriately or said this, la, la, la. Like I actually got it down to real down in the dirt descriptions of what happened because that gave me a lot more power with it. Abuse was just seemed like so wounding, seemed to me so hard to recover from that word. If you want to use that word, fine, but you should know that it's one of those uses of language that covers a lot and I think, in my view, weighs you down a bit, okay? A bit more than it needs to, let me put it that way. And then you really have to look at, what did I make it mean about me? What did I make it mean about my future? And in there, you'll actually see the thing or the things that in fact, in a moment, you added to the complexity of this. Like, and you might've done it all the way back then. Like I made it mean, so for me, I made it mean that there was something wrong with me and I made it mean that I had no courage. Like I never stood up for myself. All the shame that I had, that I experienced as a younger man was that I never stood up for myself. I mean, I was fucking nine, right? I mean, geez. I experienced this tremendous amount of shame and burden about that. But as an adult man, it seemed like what I was ashamed about and burdened by was what happened. And as kind of distasteful and horrible that that was, that a nine-year-old boy had to experience that, the biggest burden about that was what I carried forward in my own mind. Like I was, I looked upon myself like I was fundamentally flawed. Like I could never be courageous. That I could never live a life free of it. And that's when I started to see what I'd been doing to myself. Bad enough that I had to fucking experience that and deal with the impact of that. Like you've had to do, Chris, right? But I want you to start looking at and really taking a good cold look at, yeah, but what are you saying about you? What are you making it mean about you? See, and I know this pisses people off and this is such a touchy subject and I'm fully fucking aware that this is a touchy subject, okay? So if some of you are already on your fucking high horse while you're driving your Prius, get the fuck off it and listen, get down here in the, here in the dirt with me where people need to have these conversations. People need to have these conversations for fuck's sake and have them in a way that allows them to unpack it for themselves and empower themselves. So Chris, I want you to get, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not fucking flawed. Here's what you've got now. Thoughts and a certain range of emotions that are unwanted. That when they come up, you would rather they didn't come up. But it doesn't mean anything about you. You're not fucking stained or something. You're not broken. And that the experiences you're having are consistent and appropriate to the incidents of your childhood. I get it. But it doesn't mean anything about you. And in fact, now you need to start insisting on having more of a say with us. So for me, I don't actually have those experiences come up anymore, right? I don't because I've just got it so flat for myself that I'm unwilling to punish myself for one fucking second longer. 
and to remind myself that that happened in my life is in fact fundamentally meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. It happened. That's right. It doesn't mean anything about me as a human being. I'm not even willing to twist my mind to resent that other person. I'm not. Like, they did what they did. They got to deal with their own fucking actions. They got to deal with it themselves. Now, in my case, it was a younger person too, right? They were older than me, but they were young, a young person. If that was an adult, I think I would probably have gone back and, and handled that legally too. But I was an adult man myself at that point. I'm like, well, that person's got to handle that. What I did do was I reached out to that person and I let them know that I know and that I recommended to them that they need to go sort this shit out for themselves. Whatever came over them to handle that. That was part of my completing that. For some people, that's not possible or it's something they're not willing to do. And I get that too. But I was determined to gut this thing out of my life and to handle it in a really powerful way. So then it brings me to the final piece for you, Chris. You got to start being responsible for your experience of yourself. You're having this experience. That's right. It doesn't mean anything. Whenever that experience comes up, you don't have to double down with it. You can start to look upon it as one, given that experience of yourself, it's appropriate. Given that experience of yourself, what are things you could now start to introduce to your life that would support you when you're having that experience? So what are things you could do? And it could be anything. It could be an external thing. It could be like something as simple as meditation, praying, fucking spa day, communicating with somebody, journaling. A sit-down conversation with somebody, you say, like, I just need to get this said. I don't want coaching. I don't want insight. I don't want advice. I really just want to be in communication. Find something that works for you. Why do you have to find something that works for you? Because that's what you would do if you're somebody who's now saying, I'm going to find a way to have this be in my life, but not be what my life's about. Like, it's there. It's part of the deal now. And the big one that always works for me is, I mean, really, like, it's not a bumper sticker for me. It doesn't fucking mean anything. Ultimately, it's meaningless bullshit. When I look at, like, how long the planet's been around and how long the planet will be around long after I'm fucking gone, this does not define me. This is not who I am. I'm not even a triumphant victim about it. It's not even a triumph for me. It just sits there like fried eggs. There it is. I'm not going to do it with that. And I'm so thankful that that's now the place that I found myself at. And, and I know there might be some of you going, well, fucking good for you, Gary. That's right. Fucking good for me. It's fucking good for me. Do you know why it's fucking good for me? Because I did the work on myself. Because I was willing to confront myself. And I think that's sometimes where we get so screwed up. We, we end up going back to try and get somebody else to take care of this for us. Like, well, they need to apologize or they need to pay or they need to da-da-da. Okay, 
Good luck with that. And if it's a legal thing, then fine. You know, yeah, you should fucking pursue that. Go ahead, get empowered, get that handled. You know, if you were fucking raped or something, yeah. 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 Get that shit fucking handled. And get all the support you can get. And, you know, if it's organizations or family or friends or whomever, get your team behind you and fire in. And it'll be painful and it'll be blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. That's right. But you can do it. The sad thing is, this is common. It's not unusual. You're not a fucking freak of nature. And I'm telling you right now, I want you to get this straight from me to you, Chris. You're not allowed to be ashamed. I'm taking that away from you. You're not allowed to be ashamed. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. You're a human being. You're allowed to experience all of the experience of humanity. It's appropriate. And you can be responsible for it. That is, you can start to take some ownership and deal with what is it I now need to handle in my life to manage this in a way that it's no longer eating away at me. And that'll take a little bit of trial and error, trying certain things out. Oh, that works for me. That doesn't work for me, is it? Going for a fucking walk. And sometimes that might seem really simple or overly simple for people, but no, there are human beings. Like they go for a fucking 20 minute walk and suddenly the world is just a better place for them. So it's really starting to handle this thing. Again, not like it's a problem, but more like it's something you now need to bring in. You need to bring it in house and say to yourself, what's the most powerful way? for me to return myself to who I know myself to be rather than getting caught in the swamp of these old brain patterns and emotional states. All right, you guys, look. I know that's a tough conversation, and I'm going to fucking have these conversations, many of them into the future. You don't have to live with shame, guilt, blame, any of that fucking stuff. You don't. And I know many of you deal with that, and that's okay. But the more you take it on, the more you're like, you know what? Yeah, Gary, I'm, I'm no longer willing to live with myself being this way. Good. Then you're part of the fucking nation and you're part of the right conversation. It doesn't mean to say, by the way, when I tell you to take responsibility for your experience yourself, again, that doesn't mean to say I'm diminishing or poo-pooing your past. I'm not. I know the kind of monumental nature of some of that stuff, okay? But I want to get more focus on now what? Like, given that I have this experience from time to time, what could I now build into my life? What could I now bring into my life? What are new actions I could take? What are new approaches I could take? How can I have this thing live for me in such a way that it no longer defines me? And by the way, Chris, you are doing a lot of that. And I really do feel as if kind of putting it on loudspeaker for many people is a big thing. I know it is for me. Like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I've, it's just going to come out of my mouth. If you're going to talk to me about sexual abuse or physical abuse, and that's the emotional abuse, come talk to me. I'm your man. Get it on fucking loudspeaker. I'm going to say this, but you got to hear it in the right way. It's normal. Should it be normal? No. Fucking shouldn't be normal. 
But part of the reason why we're not able to have this conversation is because of the shame and the blame and the guilt. So it seems like it's only you. But I want you to know there's fucking millions and millions and millions of people gone through similar things. And dare say, probably even worse. I know there's people have gone through worse things than mine, which made no difference to me because when you're in it, who fucking cares if somebody else had it worse, right? Seems like this is the worst thing ever anyway because I'm experiencing it. But these are a big part of being the nation. It's not always about fucking, you know, oh, Gary, you woke me up and I'm on a new career and that's all fucking brilliant. I love it when people do that and I'm starting a new business and I've lost 60 pounds and that's all great. But we got to deal with the darkness, man. We got to get that shit coughed up. Cough up the furball. You don't have to live and pretend like that's not having an impact. The more you own it, the more you take responsibility for it, the more power you'll have with it. And I fucking believe in you. I fucking believe in people. I do. I believe in people. I believe in, I believe in people's ability to be powerful with themselves and to hold themselves accountable in a way that allows them to transform. We're usually looking for something else to transform us. No, you fucking transform yourself. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. What a fucking great episode. I love having these conversations, right? Because we're all in this together, you guys. And I might not have resolved your issue for you, but you just got to keep fucking listening because we're chipping away at things here. That's often what we're doing. We're percolating in a conversation for what's possible. That's what we're doing. Every week, the podcast percolates and adds to that world of transformation that we're all after, okay? And as usual, if you want to participate in a future episode of Unfuck Nation, connect at garyjohnbishop.com, unfucknation.com. Go there and fill out the little form that we have there and you can submit your question or your comment or a thing that you would like me to talk about or talk more about. Or leave me a voicemail, 646-450-3203. My thanks again to Chris for your powerful and vulnerable question. Just kudos to you and your courage, Chris. By the way, just as a little addition this week, I've been seeing like the t-shirts have been flying off the fucking shelves these last couple of weeks. So if you haven't got yourself a t-shirt, go to theunfuckstore.com. You will see your Unfuck Nation t-shirts. And people have been sending me pictures of themselves with their sweatshirts and their t-shirts. And it's fucking awesome. I love it. I love that we're getting out there and ringing the bell for what's possible. So good. All right, you guys, thank you. As usual, review, subscribe, and rate the show, whatever you get your podcast. Spread the word. Let's grow the nation. Let's heal the nation. Let's unfuck the nation. Have a great one. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.